when COVID hit, I thought everything that I planned and all the momentum I built is gone. Um, and I was in the middle of a retreat with other artists, like kind of planning out some projects and we had to evacuate and get back home. And I was just thinking, I was like, oh man, it's going to be a few months before we get back to stuff really. So what are we going to do in the meantime? And I was thinking about how much I enjoy just working with composers and how I think one of my most important roles is, is bringing things to life, letting other people hear the music that is in their mind. And um, I, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be too much if I try to commission a lot of people because financially that's not viable for me right now. And I also can't just play everything that comes to me. It's like, but what could I do that would allow for some sort of dialogue but restrict the, the volume of it? And I thought, okay, well, if we just take one page, people could do whatever they want with it. And I, and I wanted to create some sort of project that could be open to people who weren't traditionally composers. So allowing people to play with graphic scores or with text or whatever. And um, I just sort of put it out there in the world and I had this idea that like my friends would send me things. Um, and I didn't want to ask because that felt like I was putting a responsibility on someone, uh, which felt like no one needed more responsibilities at that moment. So I didn't ask a single person, but I was I had in my head how I thought it was going to go. And as always, I was completely wrong. Uh, and very few of the people I thought would send me things did. And tons of people I never thought would did send me stuff. And in that time when I had nothing to work towards and like my goals were shattered and I was trying to figure out who I was when I wasn't traveling and performing, it gave me a sense of obligation and responsibility that was really exciting and captured the diversity of what I think is important in terms of, you know, not just doing uh, the same thing over and over, but each piece was radically different and really fun. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. My guest on the program today is my friend, the wonderful pianist, Adam Marks. And uh, it's a little bit of our conversation about this great project, One Page Pieces. And I want to mention that Adam, uh, well, for the first time in 13 months, my guest, in this case, Adam, was not talking to me remotely via the magic of Zoom, but he was talking to me via the magic of in-person communication, <laughs> which was absolutely incredible. Adam came over to my apartment and we had a socially distanced masked hang, um, which was, uh, well, it was magical. He was the first person to uh, th th that I've entertained here since before COVID, of course. And here we are now, uh, I'm posting this show on March 15th, 2021. So it is one year past uh, when COVID really really took effect when we really started all the lockdowns. And I know many of us, uh, almost anyone listening to this has probably read the articles in the newspaper, all of the kind of retrospectives. We're not over yet. There, there's still another hurdle to go, but uh, we are looking back. And uh, I didn't want to do any kind of retrospective on uh, the pandemic, some of my favorite projects during the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, instead, I, I wanted to kind of look forward and uh, Having this uh, first in-person interview with Adam, I think, was a great way to do that. Well, I opened the program with a piece called Drift Motes by Jamie Evans, which was part of this project, One Page Pieces, in which Adam on Facebook invited composers to send one page. Uh, I want to feature a couple more pieces, but first, let's return to my living room.
Can you talk about a few of the pieces? I mean, you know, ones that stand out in your mind? Sure. I mean, they're... Honestly, they all kind of stand out in my mind for totally different reasons, but I'll give some, like, extremes, right? Like, the, the various things. So, um, Conrad Tao sent me a piece, and, and he's someone I'm, I'm friendly with. I don't know him particularly well, but we've hung out, and we were kind of discussing a project shortly before COVID hit. And out of the blue, he sent me a little etude that was sort of an experiment in stillness and quiet and silence at the piano. And in, you know, like all things Conrad, it was incredibly heady and thoughtful and deep and also supremely challenging because he's so facile at the keyboard. Uh, so that was, that was really unexpected and really exciting to kind of get a glimpse into his mind in this like shorthand kind of process. Um, some of my favorite ones were actually graphic scores from people who would never think of themselves as composers. An actor friend of mine gave me a graphic score that was beautiful. Um, children would send me graphic scores, which I really liked. Um, one of the first ones was from a friend of mine in Australia, um, and it was just a conceptual exercise on like stillness. <laughs> So all, all these different kinds of things. And then, you know, as, as the months of, you know, whatever, June, timber, whatever this period is where time means nothing, as those months were on, I started getting some residencies where groups of people would write one-page pieces for me because it was a way that people who were teaching music uh, or organizing music could have something happen. There could, you could complete the life cycle of, you know, developing something and having it performed. So... I got to work with a group of composers in Ireland, the Irish Composers Collective, and they wrote some really interesting pieces, and they were very open to all of the toys and tricks that I like to play with. So I gave some lectures showing what I can do, like who I am as a pianist, and what I had at my disposal, and they were incredibly creative. So it was, it was fun, really all over the map. Let's hear a couple of these one-page pieces. Going to start with the piece that Adam was talking about by Conrad Tao, Study for Adam Marks, a uh, deep listening piece. And then I'm going to play a piece by Joanne Herity, one of the members of the Irish Composers Collective. And that piece is called Piano Demic.
Two of the pieces that came out of the One Page Pieces Project by Adam Marks, this fantastic project that he launched in the height of uh, COVID last summer. We heard Joanne Herity's Piano Demic, and uh, then we heard Conrad Tao's Study for Adam Marks. I'm going to play another piece now from this project. This is another composer from the Irish Composers Collective, Anselm McDonnell. And uh, well, first of all, a one-page piece, you know, it sounds like it might be a short piece, but actually it just means that all of the instructions for the piece fit on one page. And those instructions can be more traditional notes, of course, or they can be actual instructions, or they can be graphic indications for what the uh, performer is meant to do. So a one-page piece could last indefinitely. I mean, Terry Riley's In C is a classic example of a one-page piece. And, uh, you know, that, that can go on forever <laughs> if the players so choose and, and have the, the stamina to do so. With the piece I want to play, Anselm McDonald's Building the Tower, I uh, took a very interesting route. Here's Adam to tell us about it. It's by Anselm McDonald and uses text by Ewan Tate. And I, I love that one in particular because it's a gorgeous graphic score. Uh, it, it's not a graphic score. It is notated, but it, it's notated graphically and kind of... Um, in the vein of crumb, the way it's like both mm -hmm. art and, and musical content. But it uses, he, uh, one of my favorite things that I've been exploring is magnets on the string. I have these magnets that I play with and I've been giving them to friends. Like Conrad was using a bunch in his um, improvisations last year that he'd do for live streams because I had given him a set right before COVID because <laughs> I was really excited about them. Um, so Anselm wrote me this piece that uses magnets on the strings and also... I recite this beautiful poetry by an Irish poet friend of his, Ewan, who, who is also involved in great. My voice scatters the grass. I am a blast of confusion. I am I can't sing a word of our old songs, not now. The notes scatter like spittle off my tongue. I ululate and choke as if no songs belong to us. And I'm the broken glass falling from the tower flank. I.
nothing we can do now. Just sing like beasts and trees aflame. I save me from my pain. Flee where to? We cannot name this land together. How can we flee from a fear whose name we cannot share? of my boots, the whole tower totters, tumbles, scatters like rain in the wildest winds. See, where are my workmates? See, I was so proud. See, I am alone. I am an exile. The winds are the kings of Babel, the dust, its gods. Music by Anselm McDonald with poetry by Ewan Tate. That's Building the Tower a piece for piano, a one-page piece performed by Adam Marks. Let's move on now to another project. Adam overwhelmed me with all of the projects uh, that, he, that he was doing. I felt like I had seen his name everywhere uh, on, on Facebook, on all these different projects. And I thought, hey, Adam, let's get together and chat about your various and sundry projects. And then they, they, he, he, uh, when he was told me when he told me everything he was doing, it was enough for, uh, for like three shows. But uh, <laughs> I'll pick and choose here. So and, and hopefully you'll you'll uh, be able to go deeper and listen to what Adam is up to because he is an insightful pianist, a wonderful artist, a warm human being, and he's always doing interesting things. And one of those interesting things is a new album featuring the music of Alex Shapiro. It's her complete catalog for solo piano music, and it just barely fit on a CD. Like, mm. we were within, I think, 40 seconds of running out of space on the CD. Wow. Yeah, talk about the experience of, um, of performing her music. I mean, uh, did you feel like, I mean, had you been playing her music for a long time? Were you learning a new musical language, or what, what was the experience like? Sure, I, I've known her for quite a while. I met her when I was living in Chicago. And we actually have a pretty funny history because she was friends with my brother first. My brother is a composer in LA who works in film and television. And so they knew each other. Uh, but I got to know Alex when I was living in Chicago because 
when I was part of Fifth House Ensemble, Nick Yasillo wanted to commission her for a piece for us. Mm-hmm. And he did. And she wrote a piece for Fifth House called Archipelago. Um, and the nature of where we were premiering it at the Norton Building series, we couldn't fit the entire ensemble and the piano. So there was no piano in it. <laughs> uh, but as it turns out, it needed a conductor in rehearsal, not in performance, but I conducted all the rehearsals. And so I got to really work with her, and I was, I was in charge of artistic programming for Fifth House at that point. So I worked really closely with her, and I got to know her, and obviously I was really fond of her. She's so warm and thoughtful. And I don't remember the actual order of things, but really the piece that I got to know her through is a, a solo piece called Spark. Now, she arranged it for Fifth House Ensemble, uh, which they recorded. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds familiar, but I yeah, the ensemble. They recorded yeah. it after I left the ensemble, okay. so I'm not, I'm not playing on the recording. I know I did play it with them. I don't remember if I played that version first or the solo version first. I'm not really sure of the chronology. But Spark is, is a lovely solo work, uh, and I played it a bunch. And uh, we had always talked about maybe me recording it one day. And then a number of years ago, she wrote a very large piece, a suite called Arcana, for a friend of hers. And she approached me and asked if I would consider recording it. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this sounds like fun. I'd love to work with you. And she was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe this is when we should also just get Spark in the can. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. She's like, well, maybe, other sh- maybe this should just be a disc of all my piano music. She's like, that might be a thing. And we like, did the math and we're like, this time's out. So we started talking about it, and I, I learned all of it, uh, which is a lot, and it spans a number of decades. So it's not one style. Um, she has a very new agey piece on there. She has uh, a sonata that feels, you know, kind of like Prokofiev at points, like some really like dense atonal stuff. She's got some really motoric things. It's, she's, she's stylistically very, very diverse. So... Um, it was just such a privilege to get to work closely with her during the recordings. The way we recorded it was really interesting. Yamaha was super, super gracious, as they always are with me. Um, they let us use their studios on 5th and 54th, and I recorded into the Disclavier. So I don't know if you know much about, like, recording to Disclavier. But the Disclavier software for Yamaha is extraordinary, right? They were really on the front end of it, and... Uh, it can capture so much about a performance that is very, very different than just like a general MIDI kind of performance. So what we did was we recorded on the Disclavier, but we were recording just the digital signal. And that meant that she could be in the room with me. And literally, like, I could play the last note, hold the pedal down, and we'd be talking while it was ringing out. Because all we had to do was capture the the actual holding of the key and the pedal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but she could, she could talk to me and coach me if she wanted to, me to take more time because we weren't recording acoustically. So we recorded everything over two different sessions, and she edited those files uh, in Digital Performer. Mm. And then came back to New York, we played them back through the piano, listened to them and made tweaks and stuff like that, and then took the piano to the Academy of Arts and Letters and just played back my performances and captured that acoustically. So it's this like, very efficient form of recording and I was lucky like we had the space and the piano donated for us so the cost of renting out the Academy of Arts and Letters for half a day versus for three days 
to record an album or two days or something like that mm-hmm. was it was a lot more affordable and like we didn't have to do much post because everything was pre like everything was edited between my initial right, sessions right. and that recording and so it was just mastering yeah so it was a lot of fun to record that way it was a lot less pressure it, and you know I certainly in the last year I've become more comfortable with recording but it's always been a really scary spot for me mm-hmm. um, and that set up just really put me more at ease and I, I think got a better performance because of it. I'm going to feature a few pieces from this album, Arcana, the complete piano music of Alex Shapiro, performed by Adam Marks. But first up is the piece that started it all, Spark. Thank you. 
music of Alex Shapiro. The piece is called Spark and a great performance by Adam Marks. This is from a relatively new album called Arcana, and it's the complete piano music of Alex Shapiro, at least to date. Let's uh, jump right back in. I want to hear two more pieces. So this is from the piece itself, Arcana, and uh, it's in, in many different movements, but I chose two. We're going to hear movement three, Heal from Within, and movement four, Reach to Light. I feel like both of those uh, movements are, uh, are well needed at the moment. Here's Adam Marks again. Thank you. 
Two more movements from this disc of piano music by Alex Shapiro. In fact, the complete piano music to date of Alex Shapiro. The album is called Arcana, and we heard two movements from the title piece, Arcana. We heard movement three, Heal from Within, and movement four, Reach to Light. Well, as I said, Adam is doing so many things. It was tricky for me to find uh, exactly what I wanted to feature on the program today because uh, he's just constantly playing fantastic music. And because he's so restlessly curious, he's always uh, looking for new stuff. And uh, to spend time on his YouTube page is, is for me to, to discover a lot of new composers and new pieces. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play two works in a row right now. And these are how Adam closed out a concert that he did virtually that uh, would have been done in Omaha for the Omaha Under the Radar Festival. But uh, both these pieces were new to me, as I said, and they're, they're just absolutely fantastic. So this is what I'm doing, and <laughs> I think you'll like it. Uh, the first piece is by Jamaican composer and pianist Eleanor Alberga, and uh, she's in the UK now. She wrote this in the mid-80s. It's called It's Time, and she does a lot of interesting things with Pulse in this piece. And then the second is by Philip Glass, and I thought I knew all of his piano music, but I don't. The piece is called Wichita Vortex Sutra, and it uses text by Allen Ginsberg. In fact, uh, Glass conceived of the original piece to complement the poem, and apparently there is a recording of the two of them doing it together. But uh, here we'll hear Adam reading, or uh, well, really reciting the poem quite well while performing on the piano. In his introduction to uh, these two pieces on the video for Omaha, Omaha Under the Radar, Adam says he thinks the text in this poem speaks to the anger and frustration that he's feeling, and uh, maybe you, the listener, are too. And that was certainly the case as it was happening. I think it's still the case for many people. Uh, you know, here we are one year later, as I said at the opening of the program, and, and we've still got some hurdles in front of us. But, uh, but hopefully that anger and frustration that we were all feeling is starting to slowly get replaced by hope. In the meantime, we have some really fantastic music. And again, I hope that you'll check out more music by Adam Marks. Uh, he's a, a phenomenal pianist and, uh, again, just somebody who's constantly looking for something new, looking, looking for new music to play and, uh, and to really spend time with. And uh, I think, uh, well, I can speak for all composers everywhere and say that we really appreciate that very much. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. Thanks so much for listening.
an old man now, and a lonesome man in Kansas, but not afraid to speak my lonesomeness in a car. Because not only my lonesomeness, it's ours. All over America, oh, tender fellows, and spoken lonesomeness as prophecy in the moon 100 years ago, or in the middle of Kansas now. It's not the vast plains mute our mouths that fill at midnight with ecstatic language when our trembling bodies hold each other breast to breast on a mattress. Not the empty sky that hides the feeling from our faces, nor our skirts and trousers that conceal the body love emanating in a glow of beloved skin. White smooth abdomen down to the hair between our legs. It's not a god that bore us, that forbid our being like a sunny rose, all red with naked joy between our eyes and bellies. Yes, all we do for this frightened thing we call love, want and lack, fear that we aren't the one whose body could be beloved all of all the brides of Kansas City, kissed all over by every boy of Wichita. Oh, but how many in their solitude weep aloud like me on the bridge over the Republican River, almost in tears to know how to speak the right language. On the frosty broad road uphill between highway embankments, I search for the language that is also yours. Almost all our language has been taxed by war. Radio antennae, high tension wires, ranging from Junction City across the plains, highway clover leaf sunk in a vast meadow, lanes curving past Abilene to Denver, filled with old heroes of love. To Wichita, where McClure's mind burst into animal beauty drunk, getting laid in a car in a neon misted street 15 years ago to independence, where the old man's still alive who loosed the bomb that slaved all human consciousness and made the body universe a place of fear. Now, speeding along the empty plain, no giant demon machine visible on the horizon, but tiny human trees and wooden houses at the sky's edge. I claim my birthright reborn forever as long as man in Kansas or other universe. Joy reborn after the vast sadness of the war gods. Alone man, talking to myself, no house in the brown vastness, imagining the throng of selves that make this nation one body of prophecy, languaged by declaration of pursuit of happiness. I call all powers of imagination to my side in this auto to make the prophecy. All lords of human kingdoms to come. Shambhu Bharti Baba naked, covered with ash. Khaki Baba, fat-bellied, mad with the dogs. Dehorava Baba, who moans, oh, how wounded, how wounded. Sitaram Onkar Das Takur commands us to give up your desire. Satyananda, who raises two thumbs in tranquility. 
Pali Pada Guha Roy, whose yoga drops before the void. Shivananda, who touches the breast and says, Oh. Mata Krishnaji, who says, Take for your guru. William Blake, the invisible father of English visions. Sri Ramakrishna, master of ecstasy, eyes half closed, who only cries for his mother. Chaitanya, arms up raised and singing, dancing his own praise. Merciful Shango, judging our bodies. Durgama, covered with blood, destroyer of battlefield illusions. Million-faced Tatagata, going past, suffering. Preserver, Hare Krishna, returning in the age of pain. Sacred Heart, my Christ acceptable. Allah, the compassionate one. Yahweh, righteous one. All knowledge princes of earth, man. All ancient seraphim of heavenly desire. Divas, yogis, and holy man, I chant to. Come to my lone presence in this vortex named Kansas. I lift my voice aloud, make mantra of American language now. I hereby declare the end of the war. Let the states tremble, let the nation weep. Let Congress legislate its own delight. Let the president execute his own desire. This act done by my own voice, published to my own senses, blissfully received by my own form with pleasure, by my sensations, manifestation of my very thought, accomplished in my own imagination. All realms within my consciousness fulfilled 60 miles from Wichita, near El Dorado, the Golden One. In chill, earthly mist, houseless brown, farmland plains rolling heavenward. In every direction, one midwinter afternoon, Sunday, called the Day of the Lord. Pure spring water gathered in one tower where Florence is set on a hill. Stop for tea and gas. <laughs> 